0: Welcome back, Dead Elephants. Hello. Hello. it's uh, don't dun- sound dead. No, no, I'm alive. I'm alive. I, I think I'm very excited for this. If you could instantly become an expert at anything, mm. what would it be?
1: I've thought about this and I reckon we may even have the same answers. Want, yeah. Okay, go. Yeah, are you ready for it? Yeah. I would become an expert in the art of the slam dunk.
0: Oh, no, we don't have the same. Answers. Oh come on! Yeah no, this is good though. I-
1: <laughs> so my my vertical is about four inches. Sure, uh, I can my my toes just get off the ground. Yeah, what that really means if you're visualizing a basketball hoop, I'm if I can touch the net, that's a good day. You're happy. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so you you really want a fifty inch vertical?
1: I want to be throwing down okay three sixties and just. Quietening the crowd
0: 2016 Dunt Comp featuring Zach Levine Sure And who's the other guy? Aaron
1: Gordon oh. In case you have no idea what we're talking about I'm talking about basketball I would love to be able to jump high And slam that ball through the ring Because I'm so far from that And such a tragic That you always want what you can't have
0: That's the expert field that you want to be in Why not?
1: It's amazing Yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm really aiming high What's yours? Uh, painting Oh,
0: I, want, I I would love to be a world class painter. Like what kind? Uh, well, I lo- listen. I love life painting. Okay. So, uh, but I oils. Are if you're talking
1: like, sorry, life but like naked people. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. No, like I just human form. Yeah. For I mean, me. we
1: call it elephants. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. No, I.
0: I think I would well, listen. We had a whole Renaissance where we had Christians sure. painting naked dudes. Okay. We listen, we did that for a long, 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 long time. But I, 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 I love art. I'm pretty low capacity in it mm. and i think if i could be anything i would love to be a world-class painter i'd buy one of your paintings oh stop well there's one right behind me there
1: yeah you oh can buy i that thought one. that was your three-year-olds No, <laughs> 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 it's hurt you mean that stick figure over there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not even straight <laughs> <laughs> no it's much better than it's actually pretty cool and i hadn't noticed it it's i would call it if you're not seeing which you're not, uh, I will call it an aerial outback scene with a waterhole in the middle
0: of Ooh, it. Ooh, okay. Well, then you do know what it is. Yeah. Okay, that's and that's good. Just,
1: if I know what it is, that that bodes well.
0: If if you if you are a Church of Christ pastor, which this applies to about six people listening, <laughs> it is it's called uh, at the Blue Hole, oh. which is a reference to a book by a guy named Jack Reese. Okay, so. Um, Yeah, okay. Well, that was good for sharing. But we're not
1: talking about painting today, are we?
0: No. Well, painting a picture of the mind. (laughs) Stop it. Gaming. We're talking about computer games.
1: Okay. Super
0: divisive, I think.
1: (laughs) Divisive. (laughs) 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 Computer games. All right. What kind of computer games, Duncan?
0: Well, I I think we have to talk about computer games generally. But are are we talking about playing computer games online, with people, gaming. I think there's a lot of gaming dads out there. And so I think we just, we need to have a conversation about gaming.
1: Well, how about we do the elephant scale first and work out where you and I are on this? Okay, sure. How many are you?
0: 10. Really? 10 out of
1: 10. That was a quick 10. Are you really?
0: I have been a gamer all my life. Yeah. So I've thought about this. I have struggled with this. I have thought about this. And I feel like,
1: Yeah, I'm a 10 out of 10. Just to let our listener in on a little bit of process here. Normally, Duncan and I spend a bit of time preparing the episode. When we came to this one, Duncan wrote to me and said, I've got it. Don't worry. Just
0: ready. Yeah. Let's do it.
1: All right. Well, look, interestingly, I'm not a zero. So we're not completely opposite. I'm going to put myself at three.
0: Okay. Why do you call yourself a three?
1: I'm a retro gamer. Beautiful. I basically tapped out at the PS3. Okay. So at the point that the PS3 came out, I was just no longer willing to give the time needed to conquer, master or even be half good at some of those games. What that means in, in one of my greatest parenting successes, I think, when we were in lockdown, my kid's idea of a good time was Mario Party 2 on the Nintendo 64. Brilliant. So my retirement plan, I have a vintage video game collection. That runs Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. I had the PlayStations. I tapped out at the PlayStations. I love gaming, but I also love it in a way that it is contained both as an individual who wants to do other things with my life. Yep. And as a parent who wants my kids to do other things with their life.
0: Okay, so I think what you highlighted too is that you have left the gaming world at a really significant juncture.
1: And yes, and I can even see as an outsider, it has changed exponentially. I really only hit online interactivity very, very briefly before I tapped out.
0: Yeah, and and that I think is the really significant thing. So you're coming from a world of gaming where you used to have a console plugged into a TV with four controllers coming off it. Yeah, if you were lucky. If you were lucky, you would sit on a couch next to those people and you would play the games and it was essentially a digitized board game type scenario. The games weren't particularly long. So we're talking about Mario Kart, racing, those kind of things. Um, and it was designed... to
1: anyone who can win with DK because that is impossible. <laughs> it's so hard.
0: Um, you're dealing about um, something designed to have kind of side-by-side community. Yep. in person. Yep. That has radically changed. 100%. So most consoles don't necessarily have four-player support. You're, you're dealing with one console with one gaming um, device... ...connected to the internet with a headset on where you are locked in for hours and hours and hours at a time. People have now monetized that whereby they'll use a Twitch platform, which is an online gaming community platform, to video themselves playing that computer game and interact with people online. And there's a whole host of different um, issues associated that with that. But that side-by-side side in the living room with your buddies playing computer games, which I used to do growing up, has really radically shifted
1: Let's not make it the, the the bulk of this conversation, but as someone who continued, yep. do you romanticize about the side-by-side Nintendo 64 days? Is that like glorious oh. or you're happy with where it's gone?
0: Uh, listen, I, I remember the days when I would rock up at a person's house with a Nintendo 64, plug it in and we would play GoldenEye for yep. hours and it was awesome and you would jump off and different guys would get on and it was a lot of fun. I think the shape of that has just changed. Yeah. Um,
1: now that's an interesting point so you're saying that 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 legacy that benefit that joy remains yeah it just it just looks different now well,
0: well so to give you a frame of reference i have an online gaming clan for destiny 2 the game that i play right now is destiny 2 and the clan is a group of people um, Do you
1: know in real life
0: i don't know them. i've never met them face okay. to face some of them i do know in real life because they are friends but and you know them too um
1: shout out to josh
0: <laughs> There's a few more in there. I know, that you want know? Shout um, out to Tyler. Yeah, uh, we we have a a messaging system called Discord that we communicate with each other and we play games together. Um, and the reason I like it is it's social. Yeah. So when we were in lockdown for almost two years here in Australia, it became my source of social networking with other people.
1: Whereas all I could do was joyfully play with my three kids mario party 2 and that was the extent yes yeah but it was limited it was limited
0: whereas i could jump on put on headset talk with these people real time play a game together and it was cooperative it was fun it was enjoyable but not only that i mean i kind of liken my experience now these days of playing playing games it's the new digital confessional Okay. Okay. So Catholic church, you go in there, you sit in a confessional, you talk to a pastor through a blind, you can't see the pastor and you can talk to them about what's really going on in life. Yeah. And that's why I love gaming. Wow. Is that I can sit down next to predominantly men um, and they feel comfortable talking to me because they have not met me in real life. They do not know what I look like and they can actually talk about real issues that they're struggling with.
1: So just, okay, this is new to me. You're, you're playing a game. Yep. You've got a chat bar next to it. You've got a video. How, how are they confessing? To use your metaphor. Okay.
0: Well, so it's like a podcast, right? You can't see me, yep. but you can hear me yep. and we can have a dialogue. So you're
1: talking over a microphone as you're playing. Exactly. like narrating what's going on.
0: With as good sound quality. No, I'm, I'm talking to you like I would, but I'm just playing a computer game.
1: About whatever, about what you had for dinner. Or yes. It's a, not about the game necessarily. Not
0: It's not always about the game. So oftentimes we'll be in a situation where you have to talk about the game. Sure. Hey, listen, there's a guy coming in on the right side I need help with, or, you know, and there's gaming language around that. Um, and so there's times when you're talking about that, but oftentimes you're just playing a really okay. simple game and you're just having a conversation. So, we, you know, you can talk about football or soccer, like okay. we've got English guys in the clan and so we talk about the world cup but they also know that I'm a pastor yep. and so oftentimes I'll have guys who jump in and they um lock the party which means that it's just a one-on-one chat yep. between me and an individual who is just in a really hard season and I found it incredibly powerful that I can have a conversation with that individual in a really hard season about whatever it is that they want to talk about and so I've had conversations about people who have lost family members, who have lost sons and daughters. I've had conversations about depression, about anxiety, about people who have not left the house in weeks because they're so fearful, people who have chronic medical conditions that are getting worse and had conversations with them about that. And that's where I found a real strength in gaming.
1: That is fascinating and I'm jealous of that. It's it's interesting. It taps into something that I've been convinced about. That I think I talked about on an earlier episode. I am I am convinced that this digital age we are now in is a new mission field. Of course, it is. Um, you're you're manifesting that in a way that I don't understand. But hey, we're podcasting. I, I've been doing that. I do videos. You know, it's interesting. We've both written books. Yeah, and it's I, I consider that a huge privilege, and I want to continue to write books. But you just realize at the same time. The method of transmission has changed so much. Drastically. Yeah.
0: So, so you you've seen in Australia the development of a guy named Pastor Scar. Okay, right? let's
1: let's talk we both know him.
0: Yeah, and he's awesome. So I, I it was a few years back I picked up on what Pastor Scar was doing. And I think because my head was already in that space, it was really easy for me to understand. So you you have a guy who is specialized in the game, which for him, it's Fortnite. That Fortnite game is really popular around kids my age up to about 14, 15, right, which lends itself to youth ministry. Now, he has created an online forum whereby they can connect and share prayer points and Bible studies and Bible readings. And he invited me to speak on his platform on a Friday night. Now, typically when I go and speak at a youth group, it's a – 20-minute talk in a one-and-a-half-hour program maximum and then I go, right? It's done. It's finished. I jumped on for a four-and-a-half-hour session.
1: As in that's how much time? That, that, yeah. That was the allotted time.
0: Three till 9.30. Wow. And so we we jumped on. We played some games together. Yep. He then invited me to share from Scripture we prayed and we played some more games. How to get, long did you talk for? Uh, about twenty minutes. Okay. So same length of time, but what I found is that it's just a much longer framework for side by side ministry. And so what what he he's kind of the perfection of what I do, right? Like I'm weekend warrior. I I, I my specialty is dads. Older dudes, like uh, the game I play is a very dad game. And so the people I'm talking to are most of the time fathers. And what he does is really designed around youth ministry. But for a person who might be incredibly anxious or depressed or don't feel like they can go outside or a whole bunch of different reasons, they have a safe space with Pastor Scar where they can connect and fellowship over fortnight but the conversation is profoundly about God. Yeah. And I find that really beautiful.
1: It's just, it's a fascinating missional development.
0: Yeah. And and I think a lot of churches don't know what to do with that, right? Yeah. Because there's...
1: Why? What, what's what's the, uh, I don't know, the trepidation or the nervousness or... It's
0: know. it's parachurch. It feels okay. a little parachurch. There's no building. There's no substance um, to like, where's your face-to-face meaning, yep. right? And, and is that what, a
1: valid question to ask? Of
0: course it is. They're all valid questions. They're all valid questions to ask, right? But what Pastor Scars says, and I, I think that he's right on this, is I used to call it in real life, IRL, right? When are you going to meet up? IRL, okay. In real life is yeah. what that means. Um, he doesn't use that language. He says, When are you going to meet up face to face? Because what we are doing is real life. Mm. Post COVID, We shifted digitally to online meetings. No one ever says that that's not a real meeting. Sure. If we've all sat in a Zoom meeting, we know how terrible they are. They are real meetings. It's not in real life. It's digital. Yeah. And so the conversation and the dialogue he has is to say that meeting face-to-face is really important. Yeah. And so we have meetups where you can meet face-to-face because... As
1: in the gaming group has meetups. Of course they do. Okay. Yeah. Ours
0: doesn't. Ours is um, international. Yeah. So we, we don't have the ability necessarily to meet up. But it does not mean that what I'm doing online with these individuals is fake. Mm. Right? Because most... What's the hardest thing for a 40-year-old guy to do? Make friends. You you, you would pull up studies anywhere on this, right? Like our biggest challenge is having deep, real friendships and connection with a person. Where we find an ease of doing that is over games. And I can take out games and I can substitute sporting events. I could substitute golf. And you go, that's not the same because you're doing it in real life. Cool. Things have shifted and things have culturally changed And now we're doing it online because of the bandwidth availability means that I can speak like I am to you now. It's crystal clear. There's no breakdown in quality. I can throw on the video camera and live stream. So if you want to see my face, you can see what I look like. And those Twitch gaming platforms are designed to build community, Right. Like if you, if you were to subscribe to my Twitch channel, there's a little icon where you can score points. You can interact with me real time. You can ask me questions. I can answer those questions. You can, um, through the discord server, have a private chat with me. If you need to have a private chat or you want to talk about something significant, I can, and then jump on mic and talk to you in real time right? This is what we were doing in the Catholic church when we were having confessional. What I'm doing is just creating a safe space where you don't have to see me.
1: And that is the, as I'm hearing you speak, the the paradigm shift and the Christian perspective that you're bringing. Because for me, when I'm playing Mario Party 2, I'm thinking through the prism of entertainment. Yep. What I'm hearing you speak is, yes, you're gaming, but the prism you're viewing that through is mission essentially yeah i mean listen
0: we're all engaging in escapism right like
1: (laughs) sure
0: i'm trying to check out and have some fun yeah it's been a long stressful day the kids have gone to sleep the wife is watching outlander season 17 i don't like it i don't want to watch it yeah and so what i'm doing is i'm watching the version of my show Mm. my show is interactive Mm. her show is not interactive um what i like to do is build relationship, right? Like I feel like there is always an opportunity to share Jesus and I just ultra Robo, which is my gaming name. Great name. Online, everyone knows I'm a pastor. Mm. And so what What the subtext of that is, is if you've got an issue, let's talk. Yep. Right? And I, I also think it's healthy to have some framework around that is that like we're fathers first, mm. um, we're husbands as well. And they take priority, right? So this is not an excuse for you not to be a good father or not to be a good husband.
1: I'm assuming the implication of that is left unfiltered gaming does have the potential to take you away from those responsibilities. Of
0: course it does. And if you can't switch off for a few weeks and go and do other stuff, then maybe you've got an addiction that you need to address. Okay.
1: So let's segue into that. So, um, as, as an elephant scale of three, but not 10, one of the reasons I tapped out was the time investment. It was just taking too much of my life and I wasn't willing to, to, to pay that. Admittedly, as you talk about your new reality, it, it does sound appealing. Yeah. Um, Mental health is a topic that's dear to my heart. Of course. Um, I'm a parent of four children. Screen time is a constant debate. Mm -hmm. You hear war stories of, you know, kids screaming the house down if the screen's turned off. Yep. So, I mean… Which I've lived that in my house.
0: So, I've got a kid with sensory processing disorder… And he has basically a 50 minute window where if he goes above an hour, turning the machine off will lead to a giant screaming. match. Okay. Yeah. All right. So So, I've experienced that.
1: So as with everything in a fallen world, gaming is not the silver bullet to utopia. No. Let's, let's talk about the fraught side of it from a Christian perspective. Go for it. What, what in your experience do you see? What are the challenges and what are the ways as Christians we think through those challenges?
0: Yeah, so, so the environment that I'm playing in is, is distinctly not Christian. Sure. So I, I, whereas I think Pastor Scar has set up a Christian platform yeah. whereby people can have an encounter with Christ, I'm trying to live – in the world. So I my, my gaming clan is not a Christian gaming plan, clan. The majority of the members of my clan are not Christians at all. I'm just trying to be a pastor in that community, yep. right? It is that I think that you see a lot of unhealthy practices is that you see people playing games for hours and hours and hours. That's not healthy. You see people playing games every single night. That is not healthy. There are a whole bunch of different frameworks for that. In the same respect that I think if we if we end up in a relationship where we sit on the couch and watch TV Mm. every single night. Do we not have a problem? Mm. Right. The problem that we have is that we've come out of a season where we've so bored.
1: Yeah. You're talking about COVID.
0: Yeah. I'm talking about COVID because I I think it's, we're still seeing the effects of that is that unlearning those practices of getting to the end of the day and just sitting on the couch and watching is part of the issue. Right. And so I'm trying to say, we've probably got in our crew a number of people who are struggling with that and if i can get in there and be an encouragement be a, be a joy bringer bring someone who's speaking the peace and love of jesus maybe i can help transition them out yeah and not only that like i'll take days or weeks where i'm not on it and i want to encourage our people to be the same mm. you know
1: so let's let's dive into that a little bit more so someone is listening to this podcast they're 20 years old and they're just constantly gaming. They, they, they love it, but they don't love it at the same time. I guess, what would you say to somebody? And I'm, I'm painting a stereotype of a young person. Yeah. That's probably an unfair stereotype. Switch it off. How?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like the early part of our relationship, my wife was really angry with the amount of gaming that okay. I was doing. And so she, she had a very, very serious conversation. Um, and it's healthy. Because I need to be a husband first, mm. and so I want to say that if your wife is upset, there's a good reason for her being upset, and that you should probably stop. Mm. This is chewing gum. This is relaxation. This is leisure. This is not life.
1: I like that. It's chewing gum. That, right. That's helpful. Yep. You can't
0: chew it all the time.
1: Yeah. What happens when you do?
0: Well, it's an addiction. It feeds an addiction. Right? Is it with all these screen devices? It it is pulling on the dopamine within your brain and you're getting a dopamine dump, yep. right? In the same way you watch a really great movie that makes you feel really fantastic or you watch a really great Fast and the Furious where it's really engaging and action-packed, there's, there's a chemical reaction that takes place in your brain that gives you a feed that goes, oh, that was fun. Mm. It's the same thing that happens with computer games, right? The problem is is they're immersive, Yes. And so you can spend a lot longer playing a computer game. So I know that at the end of the day, if Carly sits down to watch TV and she's watching a show that I don't particularly engage you in, and there's shows that we watch together that I won't watch alone, um, that I probably have permission to duck off to the back studio for a couple of hours and play a computer game. If she comes out and says, I need you to parent right now, I switch it off and go and do it. And I really want to say this explicitly. I don't say at the end of this level or once I finish this mission. The game is not the important wow. thing. The wife is.
1: That's really helpful.
0: Right? The son is. The daughter is. And I found myself recently as a result of COVID jumping in here for a quick game while the kiddos are at home. And they come in here and I'm like, oh, i got to switch it off. That's not right. Right? Right and so i think that there is a constant wrestle and battle with the amount of times that we are dedicating to these things and i would say explicitly that that exists across the board with all digital devices yep. right the question of how much time do you spend gaming you could apply to social media how yep. much time do you spend scrolling on instagram or tiktok my re- my um realization was it was too much so i deleted them from all my devices yep. Um, ...computers is another thing. How much time do you just spend checking email... ...and flipping through stuff online? It's too much. How much time do you spend watching TV? All of these things we have to bend, flex and change.
1: What I love about what you're saying... ...and this is my language... ...there is a spirit of service with which you're viewing this issue from. And, and what I mean by that is when you're on game... ...game? Gaming? Yeah, you're gaming, Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yes, as you say, it's it's relaxation and it's immersion for you, but you're also viewing it through the prism of how can I bless some of these guys in my clan? Yeah. And when you're not gaming, the reason you're not gaming is you're thinking about how do I love my family well and how do I uphold the relationships in my life? I I just think that the paradigm is very helpful with which you think through this, that you clearly love it and you should keep doing it, but you are definitely approaching it from a... Perspective. Now, I don't know because I'm not a gamer, but I would imagine is quite different from how a lot of people view this issue. And I would argue it's 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 a Christian perspective. It's a Holy Spirit driven um, view that that you're viewing it from, and I think that's great.
0: Yeah, because I think every there's there's always an opportunity to find a mission field, right? Yeah. Like m- my primary function <laughs> is to figure out ways to share how awesome Jesus is, right? And for me, I see gaming as an opportunity to do that. Like I I think honestly, and maybe it was the provision of God, I was born like 10 or 15 years too early, Mm -hmm. right? And so I missed the ability to monetize gaming in a way that I could make a living off it. And one of the challenges that a lot of the young people are finding is that the window for gaming is actually really narrow, right? So if you wanted to be a professional gamer at the elite level mm-hmm. where you're making a significant chunk of change, and just to give you a frame of reference, um, the Dota, which is a game, okay, Dota 2, Defense of the Ancients, um, has a world championship tour, Yeah. okay? First prize was $16 million. Whoa, whoa. Okay. And you were talking about individuals who are aged anywhere from 15 to 22 yep. earning that kind of money. Yep. And that age group's really significant because after about 20, 22, your fast twitch fibers wow. deteriorate to a place where you can't play competitive at that level anymore.
1: I'm assuming the dark side of that is you've also got millions of kids trying to earn that money. Yep. who were burning their adolescence and. They're not going to make it.
0: My son is obsessed with Fortnite. Wow. It's all he thinks about. And he often finds himself on a month-long ban from Fortnite. And my daughter wants to be a streamer, right? That's like her career ambition. She wants to be a streamer. And so I could say as a believer that's stupid. Yep. That's a terrible ambition. There's better ones. And part of the reason is is because the – the percentile of people who make a successful living out of that mm-hmm. is really small.
1: Kind of the new version of professional athlete.
0: Well, the largest money earner on YouTube forever was a guy named Ryan Reviews, right? Like, And Ryan was like a eight-year-old kid who earned 36 million euros a year reviewing toys. And so everyone has this dream of being Ryan Reviews. Sure. But Ryan has this incredible infrastructure behind him. Like the home that they film him in is an apartment yeah. in southeast L.A. that they have purpose built just for his reviews. Yeah. They don't live there. They live in acreage somewhere <laughs> else. But no one knows that, right? So a kid chooses and then goes, oh, look at this, mate. It's a 45-minute it's a, it's a ad for a product yeah. that it, that kid has been given for free and they've got no frame of reference yeah. for that, right? So it's one of the reasons why I started um, – You know, if you're in my, we're we're podcasting right now from my office and I have Lego everywhere. One of the reasons I have Lego everywhere is because we used to do Twitch streaming with my kid where we would build the Lego while we were streaming. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason in me doing that was to say, I don't understand streaming, so I'm going to learn about it with you in a controlled, safe environment. Wow. So I'm going to be a part of the process, you know, and I I did a podcast with my daughter called um, Lesser Known Unreal Animals Mm -hmm. because she wanted to be a streamer and she wants to be an actor and she wants to be a performer. So I'm like, great, let's do something together where you can develop that craft, but I can come along for the journey.
1: You're discipling her through that without neither banning it nor giving her unfettered access to it.
0: Yes. And I think that's been part of the challenge I've had with my son is there's been a bit more liberation and there probably needs to be a little <laughs> less of that.
1: Well, let's, let's talk about that. Cause I would imagine when people see gaming, um, one of the subsets of audience is going to be the exasperated parent. Yes. Now our eldest daughters, you and I are both 11 years old. So we're probably on the cusp of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I flag that to say, we're probably not experts. We don't have 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds. But we have plenty of people in our church who are just pulling their hair out with screen-addicted teenagers who refuse to listen. What what do you say to the exasperated parent in light of all of this?
0: I feel you. We're living in a culture where we have unfiltered, unmetered access to technology that most of the data and the science says is unhealthy for our brains.
1: I listened to a really interesting podcast that said in 50 years screens may be seen as the nicotine of our generation, I
0: couldn't. And, and the data supports that.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be so much more legislated in 50 years than what it, this is. Kind of the wild west. Yes. Um, the fact
0: that the fact that no social media right now has any kind of filtration device on it is really unsettling. And and because of the effects that that has had on your brain, I, I extend this by the way to computer games. Mm-hmm. Computer games is like ice cream for the soul. You just can't live off it. It's not healthy for you, right? Yeah. But what, what I think you see with people like Pastor Scar is they're trying to create a framework Absolutely. in something that we agree it, it's not the thing that you're created to live your life for, right? But we've got people in there who are lost. Yeah. And so how do you find lost people? Mm. You've got to go to where they're lost, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: So, and, and that's where I think my heartbeat is. Is like I don't have all the answers and I'm probably not doing it right. But what I'm trying to do is go and meet them where they're at and share the love of Jesus in that situation.
1: And as a parent, what I'm hearing you say with your own kids with those ambitions is like all parenting, it's about presence, it's about love, it's about nurture, support. There is, there is a – I just love that example with your daughter that you're going to get beside her and you're going to help her do that. But part of that is also you've got kind of one eye open to the process as well and seeing how she's going and being nurtured as a human being. So that she's just not locked away in front of a screen for as long as she wants, whenever and wherever she wants.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, and and there's so much like there's, there's so much danger within this as well, right? Like online gaming, like I said before, you're so digitally connected to begin with, is that there are so many stories of people being groomed online yeah. or being convinced to go and meet up somewhere, and there's a whole bunch of. Um, scary stories. And if we, if we just close ourselves off to it as, as, um, parents and say, you can't do that, yeah, or we go the other end and just go permission, just go and do whatever you want. Both are really dangerous. Yeah. Okay. And so we have to create a framework whereby maybe on some level, we understand the field on which they play. Yeah. Pastor Scar says I'm going to create a Christian environment for them to live that out in a youth setting. And I'm saying I've got exhausted semi-detached dads yep. and I'm trying to pull them back to the love of Jesus. Right? <laughs> We're doing completely different things but we've got the same goal of trying to find the love of Jesus, yep. right, is that, is that we have to educate our children on this stuff but you can't take them places that, that you haven't been. Mm. And I think that's one of the challenges we have is that I don't want to be the dad who says that's stupid yeah. without actually thinking about it, mm-hmm. without actually trying it. And, 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 and the danger that I have is because I have an addictive personality on some levels is I can go too far into it. Mm-hmm. Now I have a very strong wife who says you're an
1: idiot. Stop. <laughs> As she should.
0: And I reckon 50% of the time I listen to it. <laughs> I need that anchor in my life. Yeah. But my encouragement is is that like I, I let Max play Fortnite too soon. We had parents at school like, what are you doing letting your kid play Fortnite at eight years old? I'm like, oh, he's really good at it. And for him... It was like something that he was highly skilled at. He finds school really hard. He finds education really difficult. But he finds gaming really easy. And so for me, I was like, I want to give him a win, right? And for parents, they're like, oh, now we've got to deal with it with our children. I'm like, yeah, you do, right? And if you're dealing with gaming at eight, you're probably going to be dealing with pornography at 12, Yeah. And these are all the really big, hard conversations that us as parents are going to have to have at some stage of our life and we can bury our head in the sand or we can at least make the steps to walk towards having some kind of solution that has a gospel framework um, that points people to Jesus. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Like Fortnite's not going to save a person Jesus is. Yeah. But what if I could bond with a person over Fortnite, and through that endeavor, share Jesus with them? Yeah.
1: I love the nuance of which you've brought this conversation. You are, you are so well in it that it's, it's not an either, or it's a, it's a, how do you do it? And I think that's, that's spot on. Yeah. I just L- want to say, well done. Like I think, <laughs> I think you're doing really well. As I said, I came into this as a three, maybe I should bump it down to maybe a one after speaking to you. Um, but you've thought about this and I think, this is going to be a really important conversation. And as a pastor who, again, who has seen it between generations in a church, I've seen how this can go wrong. Yeah. And so I think to hear you speak about what it looks like to get it right to a degree, obviously not perfect, but you're thinking about it and you're thinking about it through the lenses of evangelism with your group and then discipleship with your kids. I just think you're really redeeming the conversation beautifully. So I just want to say, well done.
0: Thanks, man. I'm, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think one that's but what you highlight is one of the challenges is it, there's no perfect, mm. right? And and so oftentimes we don't make a decision on something because we don't have the perfect decision to make mm. on it. But the reality of it is, is you probably have to go in with it good, yep. not perfect. Yep. Or okay, and I'm going to learn. So I've got a lot of brakes on right now, yep. right? I don't have it all. I've got to get my head around it. So yep. the reason it's half an hour... ...of game time is because I'm not understanding it. So you do that well, maybe we can expand it to an hour. Right. But what we say is like, I don't get it or I don't want to do it. So it's Amish. We, we don't do it, mate. <laughs> We're building log cabins. Um,
1: On Minecraft.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that that probably applies to a lot of stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: It is that it's better for you to have it good and have boundaries than to have it perfect Mm -hmm. because you're not ever going to have it perfect. Mm -hmm. And and that's the challenge that I think, man, how many times as a parent do we get it wrong? But God redeems the broken. God sent Jesus for the sick to bring about healing. And so we're all in need of healing and therapy that comes from Jesus. And for us to say, I don't know, I don't understand, so I'm out. Mm
1: I can it's too ab- easy.
0: It's too easy. And and your kids are surrounded by it at yeah. school. Um, And not only that, they're probably, you know, like in terms of consuming media, uh, my kids find it a punishment to have to watch TV.
1: Do you know what my kids call free-to-air TV? You ready? Yeah, what's it? When our, when our modem is down and we, we're we left with free-to-air, yeah. they call it surprise TV. <laughs> You'd never know what you're going to get. Exactly. You're it's like... the one thing they can't choose on demand. It's like, hey, if it's Thomas the Tank Engine, guess what we're watching? And in a weird way, that's a novelty for them. They,
0: our kids, when they first started watching it, tried to skip the ads. <laughs> it was like, no, you have to you watch it. They're like, I hate this. I'm like, you watch permanent ads on yep. YouTube. Yep. But what they want is YouTube. They want on demand. Yeah. And and so I just think things are so radically shifting for our kids. We find it foreign. Mm-hmm. You can't keep it foreign. You have to have a curious spirit to try and at least understand what they're into. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times, you know, I'll say to people oh, I'm into Twitch streaming is that, they go, "What's that? Is that if and'm I'm, I'm predominantly talking about men here, you know this is a, um, a John Eldridge mm-hmm. concept, side by side experiences is that guys typically bond over something, bond over golf for us, fantasy basketball. Um, we bond over a topic. Yeah. If the thing that they bond over is gaming, there's these incredible communities that make oodles of money Mm. doing it. Why couldn't there be a presence of Jesus in that? And you see there's a lot of people who are doing it. There's a lot of Jesus-loving believers who are in that space, but churches don't know what to do with it, Mm. right? And I think that was one of the challenges Pastor Scar was facing was the church doesn't know what to do with Pastor Scar. Mm. And so he solicits um, support, to play computer games. That's that's a really abrasive notion. But what he's doing is through that computer game, bringing the redemption of Jesus, and that's something that I think we can all support. Yeah. Amen. Cool. Well, that's all I had to talk about.
1: Thank you. I think you've <laughs> nailed it.
0: If you do want to have any further questions, I feel like you can always use that email address to contact us and send us a message and get in contact with us. We always keep that in the um, notes below. Do that uh, next week, another podcast. All right. Have a good week.
1: Bye.